Don't worry, don't worry, I'm here, I'm here. Hey folks, hey, this is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin here. I was with my girlfriend and we were having a great time, making love like we do every night. Get your mind out the gutter. My girlfriend is right here, you see her? She's this is my laptop, it's my girl, okay? It's girl number one and girl number two here. Hey folks, this is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin. Welcome to the millionaire midnight rant where I give everybody, including yourself, the opportunity to have a conversation with a multimillionaire. My name is Wesley Virgin. I am from Houston, Texas. The south side of Houston, Texas. And I grew up pretty average, pretty normal like most folks. But through perseverance and through educating myself, I became a multimillionaire. I'm currently worth over $40 million and I'm here to help you succeed financially okay on this rant we're very transparent i'm extremely honest and this conversation is all about you getting what you want here and i've got a lot of dms here today and people want me to do a q a okay they say wesley we haven't did a q a in a while um can we do a q a here so tonight I'm going to give all of you the opportunity to post your questions below. If you want to go live, I'll go live with you as well to help you with your company, your business, your mindset, teach you how to manifest, whatever you think is stopping you from achieving your results and goals. Because listen, you're getting older, okay? <laughs> you are. So as you get older, I want you to make progress, okay? Because I truly believe that a person cannot be happy without making progress and that's what i want for you okay so make sure you take notes um make sure oh pamela that's a good question here pamela lovato says give me a second hold on she says what question are we not asking i like that i like that pal you're smart what question are we not asking that you need to answer um, that's a good question. So let me think. Let's think about what question would I ask if I was broke or if I was, had a nine to five job and, you know, what type of question would I ask? Huh? You know, kind of knowing what I know now, you know, I think a question I would ask is, and I think you've already asked, asked this question before, is, oh, I got it. Why is it, why is it so important to change the people that you are around in the current moment? like friends and family, you know, why is that so important? Because I don't think people really truly understand how imperative it is to change your environment, you know? I don't, I don't think people really understand that. Um, because, you know, you hear... I'm not the only rich person that talks about why you should change your environment and how you need to kind of separate yourself from the masses. 
and change the people that you're around. Like as many successful people who create content on the internet, such as myself on this podcast here, on to talk about it. But I think what I would ask is, you know, why is that so important, Wes? You know, why is that so detrimental to my success? Because I love my friend, I love my family, I love my mom, my dad, my friend, my cousin. I love my boo, my side chick, my girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife. You know, why is that so important to separate and to change your environment? So Pam, I think that's the question I would ask, honestly. Because I truly believe, and I think many of you believe this as well, the people that you surround yourself with will determine the person that you will become. And you don't believe me, right? I know some of you don't believe me, right? Give me a second, folks. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. Oh, Lordy. Um, trying to find my, um, over oh, here it is. Give me a second. Hmm. Hmm. So, so listen up. Um, So, so listen up. The people that you are around. So I want everybody to think about the people that you spoke to today. Think about the people that you send, you know, your text messages from and <laughs> the FaceTimes. Okay. I want you to think about your closest friends, the people that are the closest to you. Okay. Now, I want you to think about how much money they earn per month. I want you to think about what they drive. I want you to think about how they speak, how they talk, how they communicate. I want you to think about the home or the apartment that they live in. Okay? Think about their profession. Think about what they do on a daily basis, their activities, their hobbies. Think about those things. Now, as you think about them, I want you to think about you, okay? When you think about the man or the woman that's the closest to you, okay, whoever that is. I want you to think about, you know, if they're, uh, they're a negative person or they're a positive person. And now I want you to think about you as it compares to them. How much money in your bank account right now? How much money do you earn per month? Do you have a nine to five job? Where do you live? How large is your apartment? What type of furniture is in your apartment? How many cars do you have? What's the cost of your car? (laughs) 
And I promise you something. That your friend, your boy, your girl, your ride or die. Is on the same level financially and have the same experiences and same likes as you. Okay? Am I right? Think about it. Your closest friends, the income is almost the same. Watch this. How many of you make under $100,000 a year? Just come with the word I do. If you earn under 100000 a year, come at the word I do. And let's just be honest here. Okay? Listen. How many of you earn $100,000 a year under? Talk to me. Okay? Now, look at the comments below. I want everybody to see, if you're able to see this, if you're on the podcast, you can't see it, but many people are commenting, I do, I do, I make under $100,000 a year. Now, how many of you would like to make more than $100,000 a year? Comment, I do, Wes. I do, Wes. I want to make more. Than a hundred thousand dollars a year, okay. Now, everybody that makes under a hundred thousand dollars a year, I have one question for you: Who in your circle right now that you know, that you're very close to, that you talk to several times a week, you go out with this person, you hang with this person, you go to their house? They go to yours. How many people do you know that's in your circle that makes more than $100,000 a year? Comment below, please. Okay. How many of you are around, talk to, chat, hang out with? The person that makes more than $100,000 a year. I'm looking at the comments below. Pam Lovato says I'm the only one. You see that? Zero. Not even one. Not even one. So think about it for a second. If, listen, if you're not even hanging around a person that's making a hundred thousand a year, how do you expect to make a million? Okay. I'm talking to you. Like, how, how do you expect to make a million? Because, you know, many of you are here because you want to make a million dollars. But you're not 
even making a hundred thousand for one, and two, you're not even hanging around people who even make a hundred thousand dollars. You're around people that make less than that. Listen, let me tell you something. It's never gonna happen for you. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I don't care what you say. You can say no, Wesley. I reject that statement. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you. I'm going to hang around my regular dumb friends, Pookie and Ray Ray. I don't care. I just know I'm going to do it. I don't have to erase and eliminate everybody out of my life. I get it. Yeah, everybody in my circle, maybe they make twenty, thirty, forty thousand 40000 a year. But I'm telling you, I'm going to be this millionaire. And listen, I want you to be intelligent. As long as you stay in the current circle that you're in, which everybody that you're around that makes under a hundred thousand a year, listen, you won't even make a hundred thousand. You won't even make two hundred thousand. Not because you're not capable, not because you don't have the ability to. It's just you don't understand that people that make a hundred thousand dollars a year, they do things different than the people that make fifty thousand dollars a year. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Okay. People that make a half a million dollars a year, they have a different lifestyle than a person that makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay? It's a different lifestyle. They communicate differently. People that make a million dollars versus a person that make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, it's told it's like night and day. They talk about different things. They go to different places. They travel different. They dress different. They spend differently. They posture themselves differently. Does it make sense? One has certain disciplines that are different than the other. Does that make sense? See, what you don't realize is that your current circle and many of you are not going to get this until, you know, you fail for five to ten years and finally realize that what stopped you is just a circle that you're around. It's not because you're not smart. It's not because you don't have any opportunities or like mentorship. You just don't realize that the circle of influence, the people that you have surrounded yourself with, these people are preventing you from becoming the man or woman you're destined to be. Does that make sense? Now you kind of get it a little bit now? Okay. How many of you, your mom and daddy, make 100000 a year? Because <laughs> I know somebody's going to ask me, well, what about my mom and my daddy? Well, I mean, do they make 100000 a year? Right, your mom and your dad is the reason why uh, they playing a big, a, a huge part on why you're like you are today. Some of you talk like your parents, you act like your parents, and you earn the same money that your parents earn as well. And you're 30, 40 years old, living in the past. <laughs> so for everybody that says, "Well, you know, I got to talk to my parents," right? I mean, that's my parents. That's my parents. 
That's my mommy, my daddy. I got to talk to my mommy and my daddy all the time. Mommy and daddy. I got to I gotta check on them. I got to check on them. You know, I never understood about the whole check on things. Like, why do you have to check on your parents? Obviously, they're doing well. If they're not, they're going to call you. And they wouldn't call you because you broke. Because the only time your parents need to call you because maybe they need some money. And if you don't have any money, what's the purpose of calling you? You can't do nothing for them. You know, I never got the whole thing like, you got to check on your parents, check on it and see if they don't. Excuse me. First of all, what, like me, my parents, I know they're doing well. And if they wasn't doing well, they'll call me and they'll let me know that they're not. I don't need to assume. I don't need to call them. Hey, are you doing well? They're grown ass people. I'm a grown ass man. If I'm not doing well, I'll let somebody know if I choose to do that. You see how different, you see how my mentality is a little bit different than yours? Well, understand, my companies make a million dollars a month. See, it's different from the mentality of the man that makes only 100000 a month. Okay? Are you with me here? How did you surround yourself with rich friends before you were rich, Wes? Easy. I got off my ass. I booked a flight. And I flew to where the rich people were. Let me let me get deeper here. Now, listen, you need to write this down and open open your ears here a bit. Because a lot of you think you're going to get a rich in your house by yourself with yourself. Listen, and I learned this from a guy a decade ago. I, I remember I was a part of this group. I was paying a thousand dollars a month for mentorship and it was virtual. Right. It was just virtual. Never seen the person. And I was saying, you know. I said, man, I really need some affiliates for my product, man. How do I contact affiliates? How do I get people to promote my products? He said, because I said I was emailing people. I'm emailing people. No one's emailing me back. And you know what that man told me? White man, great man, smart man. He said, Wes. He said, just like this, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, Wes, you got to get out your fucking house. You got to get out of your fucking house. That's what he said. He said it just like that on the call. Because every week we had a meeting with everybody, right? Everybody was paying $1,000 a month. He said, you got to leave your fucking house and you got to go meet the people that you're emailing. Because these people don't know you. So why would they email you back? These people are making millions of dollars. You need to meet these people in person. You just email. Imagine, think, Wes. This is what he told me. He said, think, Wes. How many emails do you think these millionaires or successful people are getting from people like you? Tons. Okay. You need to book a flight, go to a seminar, and meet the people that you want to get close to. And that's what I did. See, a lot of you complain and whine about how you can't get around a millionaire and successful people. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, well, first of all, like in my space which is the internet space, the digital marketing space. I mean, they have a ton. Listen here. They have a ton of seminars or conferences. Like you have the Affiliate West. I'll be at the Affiliate West in January. And when I go to the Affiliate West, I'm the big man on campus, baby. You're going to see what's going you, you You'll see.
We're going to party like rock stars in January. So if you go to the Affiliate West, you will see me there. You have the Affiliate East, which is in New York. Affiliate West is in Vegas. You have the Affiliate World, which is in either Dubai or Spain or whatever. You have Affiliate Asia, Thailand. I've been to all of them. Okay? I've been to every one of them. (laughs) And the reason why you go, and this is some advice for all of you that go to seminars and internet seminars, network marketing seminars and conferences, you don't go because you want to be a part of the crowd or a part of the meeting talking to broke people just like you. Because that's what the average person does when they go to these seminars. They talk to broke people just like themselves. You know why? Because people, listen, people tend and have the proclivity to hang around the people. They're just like them. So if you broke you're trying to make the business work, person B is broke, trying to make the business work. You got something in comedy. And what is that? You're broke. You're trying to figure it out. Trying to learn how to run Facebook ads, YouTube ads. Trying to learn how to write copy. Trying to figure out how to get this YouTube rocking and rolling. Listen, let me give you some advice here. (laughs) Whenever you go to a seminar, a conference of anything, okay, because that's where you meet the rich people. Because they're there. They're the speakers, obviously. They're the people in front of the room that's giving the presentations. Whenever you go, you make it your business to meet them. Okay? You approach them when they get off stage. Hi. Hello. My name is Wesley Virgin. I love your speech. I would like to know more what you do. How did you begin? How did you start? What was your breakthrough moment? Can I can I take you to lunch? Listen, I'll tell a story. Listen. And this was a decade ago, probably. I remember I was in Vegas because I took the man's advice, obviously. One thing about me, I'm very teachable. And I took the man's advice and I flew to Vegas. Okay? I didn't have a ton of money, but I had enough money to go to Vegas. And the company, I can't remember this lady was doing a uh, seminar and had a few people like Joe Sugarman, John Benson. You don't know these people because it's the internet space, right? Um, but it was just a lot of white old guys that were super smart teaching the game. So mom up there, I'm listening. Okay. And I remember what the guy in the virtual mentorship told me. He said, Wes, you need to get the fuck out of your house and go meet people. You got to meet the successful people. You can't just stay in your house and expect just to meet them at Walmart and up there. And then after this man gave a speech, it was John Benson, by the way. If you don't know who John Benson is, John Benson is the guy that created the first VSL. You know what a VSL is? I know some of you don't know what this means. It's called a video sales letter. If you ever watched the video on the internet and at the end of that video, you wanted to pull out your credit card and give them money, that's called a video sales letter. That guy invented that. He was the guy that created the first video sales. Truth about abs. This is a long time ago with Mike Geary. You don't know about this stuff. I mean, if you're not in my space, you don't know what I'm talking about. But that was the man that was speaking to me. And, and when he got off the stage... I approached him. Oh, that's another thing. You got to have guts. You know, a lot of you say, well, you know, I wish I could find a millionaire. First of all, a lot of you just don't have the fucking guts to approach us, you know, because you're scared. You're too timid. You allow men to intimidate you. Don't be intimidated. Okay. We bleed just like you bleed. We laugh just like you laugh. 
We take a dump just like you take a dump. It's no difference. You know, we just think differently than you. Okay. And I approached him and said, hey, how you doing? My name is Wesley Virgin. And I love your, your presentation, man. How does he get into copy? We start talking, start talking, start talking. And I said, man, let me take you to lunch. You know, listen, you know, you always hear millionaires say this, right? You hear millionaires on podcasts and on YouTube videos say, hey, man, take a millionaire to lunch. You know, take him out to lunch. Take him out to lunch. And, you know, it's like an overused statement or phrase because it's like, you know, is the millionaire really going to let you take him to lunch? I just did it. I said, let me take you to lunch. You know what that man said? He said, okay, I'm not going to turn on a free lunch. Let's go. Let me tell you something. That lunch, which was 30 minutes, was life-changing. Because I'm telling you something. See, I'm not saying there are secrets to success. But when you take a millionaire to lunch and he likes you and think you're cool, he starts sharing things with you that average poor entrepreneurs just never know. Okay? It, it just is what it is. They'll start sharing things behind the scene things that you would never think about. And he'll tell you, and I learned a lot just from the 30 minutes. It changed the way I saw the internet. It changed the way I saw copywriting as well. Does that make sense? So the answer to your question is get off your ass and book a flight Whatever industry you're in, if you're in network marketing, go find the guy that's doing all the presentations. If you're in the clothing business, go to the seminar and about clothes and talk to the person that's leading the presentation. Okay? Because that person is the person that's making the money. Are you with me? Next question for me, please. Are you folks getting value here? And remember, you can find this podcast at Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast. Just search it on Google.com. It's free. We have over 100 plus episodes that you can get access to for free. And if you ever want my course, which is called the Genie Script, it's called the Genie Script, where I teach people how to manifest their dreams. I teach you how to manifest and take your thoughts and transmute those thoughts into actual tangible things. Search Google, the Genie Script. Get it, $37. All right, what's next? Hey, Zone, how are you? Question for me. Uh, you know, listen, I expect that you're taking notes. Because if you're not taking notes, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Honestly, out of love. And I'm not saying that to be derogatory. I'm going to slap you because some of you are too old not to take notes. Some of you in your 20s have been told to take notes, and you're still not taking notes in your 30s. Some in your 30s and you've been told to take notes and you're still not taking notes here and you're 40 now. So take notes, write it down. Okay. Question for me, please. I'm scrolling here. What would be the one thing you've learned from these events? Easy, Pamela. Easy. Oh, I love Pamela. Pamela's asking great questions here. Let me tell you the one thing that I learned from going to all these, you know, affiliates and traffic and conversions. And this is when I was broke. That I was doing it all wrong. I was doing it all wrong. I was in the matrix. 
Let me tell you why I was in a matrix, because I was going to the event just like everybody else, and I was talking to all the broke people. That's what I was doing. And I was getting, you know what's so crazy? I was getting excited talking to broke people, because I was excited because I was talking about my thing. They were talking about their thing. I was talking about my thing. But the problem is we were not making progress. You know how they put you in that big-ass room? You got a 1,000 people in one room. You got these people on the stage. They got the lights. They got the music. And they're talking to you and blah, 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 blah. And at the end, they're selling you more shit. And you buy more shit at the back of the room. Right? I realized I was doing it all wrong. Let me share some with you. It's a story I got to tell you. So this is when I changed my perception of seminars here. It was from a millionaire, man. It's all, I'm telling you, the millionaires, they got the keys and the secrets. They got the stuff, right? But you just got to get them to like you. Just be a likable person. You don't have to be rich. It's got to be positive. And check it out. So I met this guy. And um, he was number one on ClickBank. ClickBank is a marketplace, an affiliate marketplace, where you can put your product on there and you can promote it. You can sell stuff online. And he was number one. So when I went to Vegas, I met him. Got cool with him. Got so cool that I met him again in San Diego. Now, listen, I'm not rich. I'm broke. Okay? But he taught me something. That was extremely powerful. And I want you to listen about these seminars. I remember it was in San Diego, San Diego, right? California. And this is when ClickFunnels, how many of you know what ClickFunnels is? Right? It's like that platform that allows you to build sites very quickly. Right? It's almost like a Wix on steroids. And I remember meeting him in San Diego. And we walking around. I'm hanging with the millionaire. This man making a million dollars a month. I'm making not even a thousand a month. Right? Making a million dollars a month. Several companies. Online. And we're walking around, hanging out, blah, 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 blah. And we go and say, hey, man, are you going? Hey, the seminar's about to start, man. Are you, are we going in? Uh, the, the show is about to start. You know, they call it the show. <laughs> The show was about to start, right? And um, so we go inside, and Russell Brunson is the owner of ClickFunnels. He's up there on stage, okay? And now, listen, this is the first pitch that Russell is doing for ClickFunnels, by the way. First pitch. First pitch, folks. And... <laughs> He's talking about ClickFunnels. And you know what I'm doing? I'm sitting all upright. I'm looking at him and got my notepad out. and You know, because I want to learn how to make a million. And so I guess, you know, ClickFunnels is what it is. And I look to my left. And let me tell you what my friend is doing. You know how you sit down in a seat and you kind of slouch a bit? You know, it's like when your back is in the middle of the seat and your butt is at the end, your legs are sprawled open, and you're like looking very disinterested, you know, kind of slouching. That's how this what he was doing. He said, Wes, 
I swear to God, that's what he said to me. He said, what the fuck is this? I swear to God. See, this is why you got to find your million and you got to fight for it. I'm telling you, they will give you the secrets, man. They gonna, and the secrets are not really secrets, but it's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a game out there, you know, and many of you don't know how to play the game yet, but you'll, you'll learn. Trust me. He said, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I swear to God, this is what this man said. He's from Romania, right? So Romanians, man, they're very just brutal, man. They don't give a fuck. Honestly, right? They're like me. Just, they say whatever is on their mind. He said, what the fuck is this? I said, man, this is click funnels, man. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm learning. He said, Wes, you're not going to make a million dollars buying click funnels. <laughs> I swear to God, that's exactly what he told me. And, I, and I'm bewildered, right? I'm like, what? I'm not? Wes. And what he said changed my life. You know, in the internet space. He said, Wes, all you need to do is learn how to write copy. That's it. And copy is just like marketing, right? You got to know how to write in a way or present ideas in a way or present a story in a way that people buy. So that's all you need to do, man. Sit. Click funnels, man. Come on. Get out of here. He said, man, let's go. (laughs) I swear to God. We left and went to the Apple store, right? So... Pal, I realize that seminars, if you're smart, are are there for you to get around the people that you're trying to learn from, which are the people that's already successful. How do you bring along other peeps when they are not interested but are and don't know it? Bring along other peeps when you when they're not interested. First of all, I'm not going to bring around anybody. Like, listen, if you bring somebody to a seminar and they're not interested, why would you bring them? For what? Listen, don't try to convince people who don't want to be convinced. Make sense? That's like trying to make somebody like you that don't like you. You ever been a person? You say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. And they're like, well, but why are you not interested? What's wrong with me? What do I need to do? <laughs> like, who wants to be that person, Right. You don't want to convince somebody to do something that doesn't want it. You can't convince a person that doesn't want a millionaire. Oh, no, man. You know you need to be a millionaire. Come on. Aren't you tired of struggling? Yeah, but I want to be a millionaire. Come on. I know you do. No, stop it. Don't ever do that. Never try to convince a person that doesn't want to be convinced. And don't try to convince a person that doesn't want what you're selling. That's it. That's insane. Okay? So don't do that, Pam. Ever. Do you hear me, Pam? Okay. Help the people that want to be helped. And I know some of you. No, I know they do. I know they want to be helped with. I know. I know they really, they just saying this. First of all, you're not God. You're not Jesus. What is wrong with you? You're not a psychic. Can't tell the future with these people. You don't know what's going on in their mind. If a person tells you, no, I don't want to do it. I'm not interested. Then say, thank you. Have a nice day. Move on to the next person. You're wasting your time. Okay, Jim Rohn talks about this. He's talking about the birds. If you don't know who Jim Rohn is, if you're in network marketing, you should know who who this guy is. He passed away, but he's probably the greatest 
motivational speaker on the planet. And he talks about the birds. And the birds are the people. It's like when you try somebody, you, you're trying to get somebody in your deal, your opportunity. And they were like, okay, I'm in. And then the next day, they don't want me anymore. They say, you know, I just thought about it, man. It's just not for me, man. You know, I was talking to my cousin. He was like, man, it's just one of those scams. So I was like, I'm back out. And you're like, well, let me go talk to your cousin. Let me convince him. No, you don't want to do this. Trying to talk to the people that told the person that you got involved into your deal and trying to tell them, no. What are you talking about, man? This stuff is amazing. Nah, man, you scam. No, we're not. Listen, that's a waste of your time. Okay? That's the birds, man. You don't chase the birds because when you chase the birds, you leave the playing field. Birds are everywhere. They flying. Nah. The birds are going to get some of the seed. And the seed is the people that you're trying to bring into whatever you're trying to bring them into. Does that make sense? And it is what it is. Okay? And all you can say is, isn't that interesting? That's it. Who cares? Some people stay, some people go. That's just life. But you don't go chase the birds. You don't go chase people that don't want what you got. They don't want what you said. They tell you, no, okay, bye. Done. I'm out of here. Next. Okay. Next question for me, please. Can I add to your conversation? Sure. What is it? Yeah, he said, don't take that class. Exactly. Don't take that class. Thank you, Money Mike. That's what Jim Rohn used to say. Don't take that class. Trying to chase the birds, trying to convince people, trying to make people believe. Listen, you know, even as it relates to your goals, be silent. Stop talking so much about your goals to people who don't have goals. Why would you tell people who don't have goals that you do? Why would you tell people who don't have dreams and tell them about your dreams? What do you think they... How do you think they're going to respond to you? You think I'm like, oh, man, you got dreams? Oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. I know you're going to achieve them. I know you can do it. No. What? What? what you, you in that thing? That's a scam, man. Man, be careful. I got a friend that lost a lot of money in that thing. I don't think you should do it. You got to watch yourself, man. You got to be careful. Man, lose all your money. Man, you got a family. You're going to leave your Don't leave your job. Don't be stupid. Come on now. You're going to leave your job to go chase your dreams? That's idiotic. You got to have a plan. <laughs> right? And that's another reason why you don't want to communicate to your communicate your dreams or goals to people like that. Because if you keep listening, you may listen a little, a, a little too much. And if you listen too much, you might end up believing what they're saying. Make sense? Okay. Wes, I know you're older than me. I'm 36. What would be the difference in your 20s versus my 30s to create the picture I want? I mean, it's no difference, man. You just got to take action. It doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, or 50. It's the same action that you got to take to be able to get what you want. But it's up to you to decide when you want to take the action. Some of you are going to wait till you're 40, 50, and 60 years old to finally say, you know what? Fuck it. Let me go for it. And what I'm saying is, why wait? Like, if you're 36, 
I made my first million at 35. So I'm like, why wait? You know, if you're an inconsistent person that procrastinates, my question is, why wait till you're 40 until you finally realize that you fucked up or that you are fucking up? Make sense? Same action, man. Just some people take the action faster than others, okay? That's right, Laura. Hey, Nessa, how are you? Questions for me. Talk to me. What are top three things you need to know to manifest faster? One, you need to know what you want. Two, you need to emotionalize the experience. Three, you got to be consistent. Meditate. That's it. Questions for me. Are you folks getting value here tonight? How many of you are taking notes? I'm curious. Hey, Kiara, how are you? Well, we have 56 million people in here tonight. That's a blessing for everybody that says that I don't have a lot of people on my ranch. Look at the number. It's 58 million people. Are you blind? You see we're making progress over here. You see that we're growing. Look at it. Look at it with your eyes. Do you not see the numbers? Changing the world. Right? (laughs) What's next here? You're welcome, Stefan. Questions? Talk to me. Thank you, Money Mike Wynn. Tip, Ali, how are you? Question? Post your questions below. Hello, AmCam29, how are you? Great evening. Talk to me. Listen, this is a Q&A. I'm giving you an opportunity to post your questions below. Post. What to teach kids at school? Top three. Easy. Number one, teach kids how to communicate. <laughs> Honestly, that's number one. Teach children how to Use words effectively. Okay? Unfortunately, children, teenagers, wait too long until they discover, when they discover that the way that they communicate, it's going to hold them back from opportunities in the workplace and as an entrepreneur if they decide to do that. Okay? Communication. Teach children how to write effectively. Like all this abbreviation, and you know what's the sad part? Some of you adults do this. Some of you grown-ass people can't even write a three-letter word. You'd rather just put you for the letter U, even though you meant Y-O-U. I mean, that's just lazy to me, to me, in my opinion. That's just a fucking lazy person. Okay, when you text me that way, R, W-I-D, what you doing? And I get it, teenagers, you think that's just... Well, I'm just a kid, Wes. I'm just a teenager. That's just how we talk. Listen, what you don't realize, that will become a habit for you. And I know you think when you become an adult, you just cut it off. It don't work that way. Okay? It becomes a very deep-rooted habit. And you'll communicate like this to everybody, unknowingly. Okay? 
So another thing, teach children how to write. Teach them how to communicate, talk. And then, number three, like if it was one class I would like to see in schools, but I'm going to create this, so don't worry. In the next 10 years, I will have prosperity schools around the world. I think they should have one class. This can be in middle school, high school, or elementary. One class where you teach children how to use their imagination, where you teach children how to manifest their dreams, where you teach children how to develop confidence, how to use and manage their emotions, how to meditate. Can you imagine that? Teaching children how to meditate and how to create these images in their mind. Like I teach my children this all the time, even though it was little. You know, I used to try to teach my children how to meditate, but they would say, oh, dad, you sleep and you're not meditating. I said, we have to meditate. Oh, you mean sleep? Right? But they heard it. I would teach my children. i say, hey, you got to create it in the mind first. You know how children, they act like they're not listening to you, but they're listening. I said, baby. I said, you got to create it in the mind first. My, my baby girl, she run track. I said, see yourself winning and crossing the finish line first. See it in the mind first. Play the movie in the mind first. So my baby girl, Denaya, she's number one in her school. Like she was number one in middle school. Now she's in high school. And she's going to kill them. She's going to rock the house. And I can't wait to go. I'm ready. Like I'm, I got my shirt. I'm ready to go. I'm her biggest fan. She's killing it. But I teach them how to do this, even when they don't accept it, even when they're not listening, even when it feels that they're ignoring you, you teach them. You show them how it how it works. Okay, because eventually I'm telling you something, you know, <laughs> I like the scripture in the Bible, right? <laughs> Listen, it says train up a child. Oh, OK, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, we're going Bible. I, I know what you guys think. Well, what were you going Bible? I'm going Bible on you real quickly. I'm going to go past the virgin on you for a second. Train up a child in the way that it should go. Come on. Train up a child in the way it should go. Can somebody finish it for me? Who can finish it for me? Train up a child in the way that it should go. And when the child is old, he or she would not depart from it. Listen, that's a powerful scripture. I mean, it is what it is. And it's true. Let me break it down in layman's terms. Teach your children exactly what they should do irregardless of how they're acting or responding to you. Because as they get older, they will realize the teaching and the training that you gave them. Okay? That's, there you go, Proverbs 22 and 6. Thanks, money, Mike Wynn. This guy's like my little assistant. Train up a child in the way he he. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I said, I'm telling you, I did a great job with my children because everything that I put in them 10 and 20 years ago, what I put in them, I see it. 
and I'm excited about it. I mean, my son uh, the other week was listening to, he has Tony Robbins on his phone. He's only 16 years old. He's listening to Tony Robbins at 16. I didn't start listening to Tony Robbins or any type of self-development audio until I was 27 years old. He have a 10-year head start on his father. <laughs> I used to compel my son to read self-development books such as like Skill with People. And I would pay him to read it over and over again and write reports when he was 13 years old. I didn't read that book until I was 29. <laughs> uh, that's how you do it, young lady. This next question for me, please. Okay. What's next? I know what you're thinking. Wesley, you must have some remarkable children. I do. I do. I do. I mean, I must say that I do. I got some extraordinary kids. Meet them. You know, it's not just me. Meet them for yourself. Maybe one day you will get the opportunity to meet them. They're extraordinary. The way that they think, the way that they speak, the way that they act, and the way that they conduct themselves. They're different. Okay? What's next here? <laughs> for, for Hey, listen, for a second there, I, I transmuted into my father. Now, my father's a pastor. He's been a pastor for like 30 to 40 years. So just for a second... I had to transmute myself into Pastor Virgin, which is my father. So that's the only reason why I was able to recall that verse so eloquently. Okay? But I'm back to Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin. Let's go! What's the next question for me? Talk to me. Question here. In my morning meditation, my body and muscles started jumping when I got the part in my day. Where I was at the gym, I really was there. Awesome. Wes, can you tell us what are the top three books to read right now? I'm 25 and I quit my job three years ago to chase my dreams. Read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Read the book, Breaking the Habits of Being Yourself. And um, read the book, Think and Grow Rich. Read it several, several times, more than once. Okay. What's next here? Talk to me. Questions. Questions here. <sighs> okay. What are what are the most influential books that that built you? Yeah, I just gave them to you. Rich thinking grow rich. How to win friends, influence people, breaking the habits of being yourself. What is the most powerful trait of rich folks? Discipline and belief. Questions? Wes, last question. While working nine to five, working out, when was it the point when you wanted to make money online and your product and how did you do, how did you know what it, what was, what was it? Um, so, yeah, so, I decided that uh, when I was overseas, 
I was overseas in Afghanistan, and I was making like 86000 a year, I believe. And I was in the technology department. And I just had an idea, man. I just, it just clicked and said, you know, I need to do something on the internet. I don't know, just one day, just click. Remember from the age of 21, that's when I began my journey of wanting to be an entrepreneur and trying different companies and enrolling in different companies and different opportunities. But, however, um, like at the age of 27, 28, it's when I made a decision that I need to build something online because I wanted to make money easier. I was making pretty good money with a job, right? You know, I made $100,000 with a job, $200,000 with a job, but I wanted to make money on autopilot. Like, I didn't want to work as much. I, would, I didn't mind working, but I wanted to be able to work one time and get paid forever. Does that make sense? How many of you, that's what you want, right? I wanted to be able to work one time and get paid forever. See, with my job, you know, for every hour of work, I got paid, but I didn't get paid any more. So I wanted passive residual income based off what I would do on the Internet here. Now, listen, I didn't know how to do it, Okay. Like, I didn't know how to do it. I did not. I didn't have a clue. But I still took action. See, that's why I want you, that's why I want you folks to understand. Because back in those days, you know, even though they had YouTube, but they didn't have many videos that taught you how to build companies online. They didn't have all these tutorials and stuff like that. They didn't have this stuff because it was very new. And in that market was very new at the time. And this is like 15 years ago, man. It was just very new. Like, people were doing it, but you didn't really know who these people were. And a lot of these people were very quiet about what they were doing. Like, they weren't creating tutorials. If they was, it wasn't for free. So, I just built a website. I learned. I taught myself how to code. I built my first website. And I started recording videos. And I put them on, on my website. And I just expected people to buy it. The point is this. Is that I took action. Hey, Janine. The point is, is that I did something, right? Like, it's not important that everything that you do in life is the right thing. What's important is that you do something and then you make that something right. But you got to, like, do something. You can't just sit there and say, I don't know what to do. Well, try something. Like, use your own faculties of your mind just to say, you know what, let me just do this. You know, I don't know how to start a business, but let me go get the website and let me try to sell something, right? Because that's what business is all about, selling something, right? So I created the site and I recorded the content, the videos. It was workout videos. I wish I still had access to that site um, and I just put it on the internet. And of course, nobody bought anything still. Um, I, I didn't give up. How have you utilized the chapter about building your mastermind from the book, Think and Grow Rich? Well, so my mastermind is a little bit different, folks, because I'm the leader or I'm the lion of my pack. A lot of you are not going to be the lion of your pack, unfortunately, which means that you, you're going to need like these masterminds. You've got to be around all these wealthy people and you know you got to be around people and be influenced. I'm a little bit different. Like, I am the king. 
And I'm not trying to be a narcissist, folks. It just is what it is. I'm the leader of my pack. So wherever I go, people usually are listening to me. Like I'm the person, I'm the knowledge, I'm the God, I'm the per. Like I'm just, I'm just that guy, right? I'm the guy that people come to when they want a solution. It's not that I have all the solutions, but I know how to find the solutions for anything I need to find a solution for. So my mastermind, it's not necessarily anybody that maybe is making more money than me and things of that sort. I may listen to more, listen to people that make more money than me online, right? But the mastermind are used the people that I'm building. Like I mentor a lot of people in my company because I'm building them to do exactly what I'm capable of doing. Makes sense. And that's the mastermind. And they're going out there doing the work, getting paid for it as well, and creating the companies and creating the change that I'm orchestrating. Like I'm the director. Okay. I'm I'm the director. And I have the tenors, I have the um the the what do you call those people? The sopranos. Right, and you have the altos, right? But I'm the director. I'm the guy with the stick. Make sense? What's next, sir? Folks, are you getting value here tonight? Say yes, please. If you're getting value, come with the word yes. What's up, Duck Elite? Rosa, how are you? Wow, Chris, how are you, sir? Questions. Any more questions for me before I let you go here? I live in Kosovo and told my friend about you. Hello. And it happened to know you from Afghanistan. Oh, really? Is it uh is it my guy? What's his name? I had a, a real good friend from Kosovo. What is his name? Oh my god, I forgot his name. So when I was in Afghanistan, I met Many people from Albania, Macedonia. I used to date a little Macedonian girl. Let me tell you something about Macedonian girls. I'm sorry to get off subject, but whew, man, they are hot. They are beautiful. I dated a girl from Macedonia and Republic of Georgia, and they love black men. My God. And let me tell you something. The girl from Macedonia was probably the sweetest girl I've ever met in my life. I say that because whatever I would do, even I was just ugly and just acting out and acting terrible. She was always kind with me and always nice. Damn. Oh, that girl was amazing. <laughs> uh, but that's years ago, you know what I mean? But it's back in the day, man, back in the day. But um, oh, what is his name? I can't remember his name, honestly. Oh, Beznik, yes. No, you know how I was thinking about Mentor. Mentor knows Beznik as well. I do remember Beznik. That's my guy. Tell him I said hello. And tell my guy Mentor. If you talk to Beznik, say hey. Say hi to Mentor as well. So these were some of my closest friends, man. I mean, let me, let me tell you something about the country of Albania, Croatia. Macedonia. I mean, they're some of the coolest people on the planet. My God. Amazing friends. Loyal. Really cool. Man, I, I miss them. They're amazing. I met them when I was in Afghanistan as a contractor when the war first broke out, you know, 10 plus years ago. 
<laughs> that's that's too funny. When are you next live? I'm um, live right now. He's living in Berlin now. Okay, I've been to Berlin as well. Tell him I said hello. And he was so happy to hear that you made it. Yeah, you know what's so funny? So let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. story time, folks. So when I was in Afghanistan, I mean, listen. When I, I mean, I used to communicate my dream to everybody. I would tell people, saying, "Let me tell you, something, I'm gonna be a million. I'm gonna be doing this. I'm gonna be doing that. I'm gonna be doing this. I'm telling you guys, don't you understand? I'm gonna be doing. I'm doing." Like I was always communicating my dream to everybody I came in contact with for a long time, right? And people would believe me. They said, "Man, Wes, you gonna do it, man? I know you are gonna do it." I said, "Man, I got this company, Seventy Fitness. I'm putting the site together. I even paid a guy from Republic of Georgia. He was a coder. He was a genius, and he coded everything for me for free. And it, it was just amazing. People just really believed in me because of my enthusiasm." And they wanted me to make it, and they believed I would make it. They said, well, Wes, don't forget about Gus when you make it big. You know, when you kill it, don't forget about us. Don't forget about us, Wes. People used to always tell me that, don't forget about us. Don't forget about us. <laughs> and it's, I'm just so grateful that I had so many beautiful people around me that just really supported my dreams and believed in me. They really did, and they wanted me to make it, man. And they can tell I had something different than most people, even though I wasn't rich at the time. But they just they just knew I would do it. And it happened. So much love. Um, can I go live with? Yeah, you can. Much love to everybody from Afghanistan. Lived in Western Virgin because I made it. And I love you. Now, that's the reunion I go back to. For sure. All right, let's go live. Mr. Wiley. How long? Okay, I guess you don't want to go live. How long did you only focus your breathing when you first began meditating? Um, so remember, in the beginning, I was doing a guided meditation. Silver Mind Method one. So it's the guided one, right? So I was doing that for for years i was just doing that so with the guided meditation someone is actually talking to you west have you ever visited korea yeah south korea and i'll tell you the story you know this is the rant folks so i just tell the truth all right i'm gonna tell you what i did i met this young lady on instagram this was a long time ago right and she was from Uzbekistan. Let me tell you something about Uzbekistan. Gorgeous women. Gorgeous women. Jesus Christ. Mm. <sighs> My type. Right? And like these very gorgeous Asian type women. And I met her. We both, she flew from Uzbekistan to Korea. I came to Korea. We met in South Korea and we had a blast. I love South Korea. Korea is like the bourgeoisie of Asians. It's like the rich Asians, right? It's like the, um, you know, because you have Chinese, you got Thai, you got Philippines. Korea is like the rich, rich of the Asian group, right? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're very wealthy people. And, uh, yeah, I met her there, and I was rich at the time, obviously. 
had a good time. Had a great time. The only thing I didn't like about her is that, I mean, she was gorgeous. I mean, she was. But the only thing, and she was successful as well. But the only thing I don't like about her is that she snored like a man. Honestly. Like, I cannot be with a woman that snores like a man. I can't. You guys know I have reservations. Like, a minute I told you my story about when I was in my 20s. Like, I couldn't even sleep with a woman. Like, I couldn't stay in a bed with a woman. Like, after we would do our deed, she had to get out. Honestly. <laughs> she had to get out. I couldn't do it because I need to be comfortable. And... This woman snored so loud. I, I couldn't take it. I, I hated it. Oh, my God. I was just like, I'm going to the couch. It was that bad. She needed one of those breathing machines. But, uh, yeah, we had a great time in South Korea. And I did. I wanted to go to North Korea, even though you're not allowed. Like, if you go to North Korea, you might get killed. You know? <laughs> but I, wouldn't, I wanted to test it. But, unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to go. <sighs> What's next here? Listen, I've had some experiences as a rich man. <laughs> like, I've been all over the world. I got stories that, you know, blow your mind. I mean, honestly, I mean, I've done some stuff that uh, I'm very proud of. I'm very happy. <laughs> That's why I'd, if I would die today, I mean, I lived a good life. I lived a great life. But now I need to keep living because I'm in my prime right now. So I got to keep going. <coughs> What's next here? And that's why I want all of you to get rich. Not, to, not because of debauchery. I just want you to be able to do what you want. And I want you to feel that. I want you to feel how freedom really takes to be able to do whatever you want to do at any given time. And I mean, when I was in Korea, I had a badass hotel. I mean, that hotel was a nice, beautiful hotel. Right? We went to this club. It was cool. You know, good music, hip-hop. They like hip-hop in Korea as well. Good food. We ate some barbecue, Korean barbecue. See, not the Korean barbecue that you're eating in the state. I'm talking some real authentic Korean barbecue. I had a private car. It was a Mercedes taking us everywhere. I mean, you know, we just ate. With, listen, when you with Wesley Virgin, you're like, you're living like a rock star it's what it is because i do everything big anybody that knows me i just do it big all the time i always do it big you know it, it is what it is it's always going to be like that until i die right go big or go home someone says so asian women are your type listen every woman is my type i like nice women short women cute women women with good hygiene women that work out Women got that has a pretty smile. Women that smell good. You know, women that are soft. Very soft. Good skin. Long hair to the butt. You know, I, I like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Jake, it's just typical guy, right? <laughs> What's next here? <laughs> okay, on a mission. That boy said, Snoria. Exactly. That girl was snoring like a man. Like a 50-year-old man, like your daddy. You know, everybody got a daddy that snores at the top of his lung. Like, my daddy, like, he snores. Like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what's going on in there? I got to move out. Snore real times 10. Right? <laughs> I couldn't do it. 
Oh, man, it was insane, honestly. What's next here? Questions for me. That was a good one, Story. <laughs> ah, that's my laugh for the night. I love it. I love it. What's next here? Talk to me. Questions for me. So you see how down to earth I am? You'll never, listen, you'll never think that I'm worth over $40 million. I'm out here laughing, joking with you guys like I'm a regular man. I am. I just think differently than you. I have bigger goals. I'm more committed, more disciplined. And if I want something, I'm going to get it. Make sense? That's, that's, that's the distinction. Okay. <laughs> Snore City. <laughs> I'm sure every man or every woman knows they have some significant other that snores too much. Listen, I don't snore. I'm a peaceful sleeper. I've been told this several, <coughs> several times. I sleep like a baby. And I expect you to sleep like a baby too. There's too much going on out of snoring, man. Oh, God. I'm serious. I can't do it. I just can't. If a girl snores, I don't care how beautiful. I can't be with you. I just can't. I just can't. Like, I would go in the living room. I've done it many times with women. I'd be in the living room. Why are you in the living room? Uh, you know, shoot, I just want to watch some TV. <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't stand it. Like, it's, it's just, it disturbs my peace. And I need, and I like quiet. Right? Peace. Peace. What's next, sir? When you booking my flight? Never. You know why? Tiff. Because you said when you and you just wrote the letter you. Listen, that's my pet peeve. Why do you folks keep doing that? Why do you keep commenting the letter you? And it's spelled Y-O-U. Why? Stop doing that. Okay? It's a pet peeve of mine. Stop it. So habitual for you folks. It's interesting because I thought wealthy people didn't care to engage with regular people. Oh, they don't. They don't want to engage with you. Listen, they don't want to engage with you at all. But see, the reason why I engage is because this is my purpose. I'm here to educate you. Right? But you're not going to see me in life or in real life just hanging around regular average people. You're not going to see that. You know, not all the time. You're just not going to see that. I, I just can't do it. I mean, honestly. Um, yeah, if it's a beautiful woman, it is what it is. She may be regular and average, but she's gorgeous. So she get a pass. But you are rarely ever see me with a man. Only one man. That's Herman. That's Chetplex. That's my best friend. That's about it. And he's a very positive person. He's very successful. So uh, I'm not saying he's on my level financially, but he's getting there very quickly. But um, and this man has a heart of gold. But you, I'm telling you, you're never, you're, listen, you're never going to see me hang with men. <laughs> you're never going to see this. If you see me, it will probably be a lot of women. But it's never going to be men. It'll be one man. That's it. That's Herman. But when I'm out in public, you're not going to see me hanging around a group of guys. You know how guys have an entourage? 
well, I have a girl entourage. Like when I go to Vegas, if I go to, like I got a lot of women that work for me, right? A lot of them, right? You don't see me around women. I don't want to be around men for what? That don't even make sense to me. I don't know. I'm be around women. I like that good, soft beauty energy. It makes me feel good, right? It's a vibration. And it's not about sleeping with them. It's just a vibration. Okay, I think every successful man should have a beautiful woman around here. Feels good. Looks good. Right? <clears throat> and I have very beautiful women that work for me. What is the importance of having vision board? And where should we put it? It's very important to have the vision board because you need to have a vision or a picture of what you want. You can't just say you want a Lamborghini. You need to be able to see it. And if I was you, I'll put it in my bedroom so you can see it every single day of your life. Okay? next question for me how was france paris was absolutely phenomenal and let me tell you why now i did get unfortunately at the butt end of the trip i i, I did get a case of food poisoning and that's no fun okay i've only had food poisoning twice in my life one in thailand because I went to some island and ate some food and it just messed me up, man. And then when I was in Paris this time around, I need to go back to Paris. I need to shop more, man. Oh, my God. I only spent $10,000 on shopping. I'm very disappointed in myself. I should have spent more money because it was just so many beautiful clothes. Jesus Christ, so many. Oh, my God. Um, and I'm addicted. I just love clothes and shoes and shopping, whatever. But listen, um, yeah, besides the food poisoning, everything was great. I mean, I went to this club called, if you ever go to Paris, two clubs you need to go to. Um, one is, oh, my God, I forgot the name of the club. But the club that was lit, when I see lit the Boom Boom Room. If you go to Paris, go to the Boom Boom Room. And it's not what you think. Nobody having sex. It's a club. It's just called the Boom Boom Room. And that club was litty, insane, okay? It was amazing. I mean, it was amazing, okay? I mean, the energy was just, I mean, the women are just gorgeous. And just just think about tents. You know, when you go to clubs in Houston, it's like, eh, maybe you'll see two, three tents. <laughs> They're, oh, they all tents because they all mix. They're French women. They're French and they mix with Algeria, all kinds of stuff. And they are gorgeous. Um, but, <clears throat> what was cool about the Boomer Room because one of the guys, which is the MC, you know, the guy that has the mic and always like the hype man getting everybody hype. You got the DJ, you got the guy with the mic. What do you call it? They got him MC. He recognized me and he said, he looked at me. It was funny. He was hyping up the crowd. He looked at me like me. I'm always trying to be low key when I go places. You know, listen, I'm not that fake. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> I'm famous, but not that famous, right? But it is cool to go to a different country and people recognize you, right? I'm like, damn, man, I'm making an impact. This guy looked at me and said, he almost was in tears, man. He was like, oh, my, he said it on the mic. Oh, my God, Wesley, billion-dollar virgins in the building. Man, he was like, I can't believe this. I mean, he was in awe. Like, he's supposed to be doing his job. And this guy was in total to the point he came up to me and shook my hand he hugged me 
He talked to me. He said, man, Wes, I want you to look at some of my phone. And he had my video on his phone, one of the videos, right? He said, man, I listen to this every day. You changed my life. And he said, you changed my life, Wesley. He was almost in tears, man. I was like, damn, fuck, I'm making an impact like that. And I was just like, man, so we party. I party with him, you know. I got a video of it, too. You know, it, I just showed him love. I let him know I'm proud of him, and he's doing well. And I was just, I was like, excited, man. So Paris was absolutely just phenomenal. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, folks. I did it again. I did it again. Okay, where did I leave off, folks? I'm sorry. I hit the uh, <laughs> I hit the mute button again. I was talking about foie gras. If you go to Paris, make sure you get some foie gras, okay? It's foie gras pâté. Make sure when you order foie gras pâté. Say, Wesley Virgin sent me. I'm at the Four Seasons. Wesley sent me. He said, I need to try the foie gras pate and the burger okay you never had a burger like this in your life I'll tell you something oh the burger was so good it's so it's so different okay it's so different from the states here should i run facebook ads and google ads when promoting a product or choose just one and go all in choose one man choose just one Oh, okay. What's next here? How did you deal with sacrificing time with family, friends to be successful? Easy. Listen, I love my family, all of them. Okay, cousins, aunties, aunts, uncles. But it was easy for me to let go. I mean, what you talking about? I'm not a, I'm not attached to my family like that. Never. Been. When I was broke, I, honestly, I wasn't really broke like that. I mean, you know, as a kid, I was. But as I got older, when I was I was making two hundred thousand dollars a year at the age of like uh thirty. So what do you mean? It was easy. Just I mean, listen, I'm just a different type of breed of man. You know, I know some people they got to be around their relatives all the time, and I get it. You love them, spend time with them, but usually those people that want to spend time with their relatives all the time because they don't have no goals and no dreams. And if you do, how can you achieve them if you always at the game night? Always at the bowling night. Oh, we got bowling night, guys. Let's go to bowling night. Oh, we're going to play space this weekend. Hey, who house we playing space at? Are we going to your house, Karen? Um, Pookie? Ray Ray? Who house we going to play space at this week? And I'm like, 
I mean, how do you achieve these big dreams and goals if you're playing spades and going to bowling and, you know, and all these family unions and, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, it was very simple for me to, um, to, to sever those ties. Okay. <laughs> you want to go to the boom boom room, huh? And listen, it's a, it's a, it's an actual true club. I mean, search it on Google. Boom Boom Room, Paris. It's another club. I think it's called the Lark, a Ark, a Lark, a Ark. Oh, it's called Lark. Now that's the most prestigious. That's the most prestigious. I can't even pronounce the word prestigious. Prestigious. Oh, prestigious club in Paris. Very popular. Gorgeous. 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 And it's amazing, okay? Just to know how prestigious it is that we paid about $6,000 for a table. And we bought two tables because I didn't want people next to me. Isn't it insane? <laughs> and we had these girls, like, from Austria. What were they, from Austria? I mean, they, they, they were fine, you know? Well, one of them was really fine. But honestly, and she was like, I'm a TV host for a reality show. And the other one's like, oh, yeah, I'm just on reality shows all the time. Life is so good. You know, I'm always just traveling the world. And I'm like, like I don't give a damn, honestly. And the, and the, the, what happened was, the reason why this girl was telling me all this, because Herman, Herman is always showing people my Instagram. I don't like that. like Because I just want people just to talk to me, just not because who they think I am, right? Just treat me normal. But when this girl found out how many followers I had and the influence I had, then she was like, she felt that she had to sell herself to me. You know, she said, oh, I'm a reality star. I'm this and that. And it just kind of turned me off and I didn't really care anymore. Honestly, I just was like, whatever, I'm done. Uh, Wes, does growing up with a sibling versus being the only child in the house so make a difference in changing your mindset as you get older? Nah, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I have a brother. Um, no. Nah. Uh, clubs be so crowded. I don't want to be touched or breathe on. Yeah, I agree. That's where you always get sections. Like, I would never go to a club unless I have a section reserved for me. Like, in Houston, any club I'll go to. I mean, I have a number to call. And when I arrive, it's already set up for me. They got a table for me. Done deal. It's just done. It's just automatic, right? I'm not going to be uh, a part of the regular group. And, and listen, I'm not trying to be mean. You know, I know some of you like, the regular group? What do you mean? We're not regular. Well, you are regular. If you're in line and you're just randomly in the club, just, you know, just walking around randomly, I mean, how is that not regular? Right? That's why they have, that's why they call it VIP section. VIP and the regular folks. I, I, I love the regular folks, but I don't want to be around them because it's just too disorganized. It's too much chaos. I like to be in my section and honestly, I don't like a lot of people in my section, you know. It's fine with me. If it's just me and Herman, I'm cool with that, you know. Because I just don't like to be crowded. I like to be in my own space, in my own vibe, in my own bubble. Okay. Are you ever going to get married? I mean, only if you marry me and need to. No. Listen, at this point in my life, I would not be... Um. Getting married. That is not one of my priorities at all. 
As a matter of fact, I don't see the benefit of getting married anyway. We've talked about this before. But you never know. Things change, right? People change. You never know. I may change the way I think. I, I don't know. And I know what you guys are saying. You, you're going to meet the one. You're going to meet the one, Wes. Just wait. Just wait. Just when you meet the one. Stop it. No such thing as the one. Right? And we talked about that on the other end about the one. Right? Uh, marriage is tough. I mean, I'm never, I've never been married. I know it's tough. Because it's tough being with a person, right? And I don't think people realize that until they have problems and issues. You know, in the honeymoon stage of a relationship, of course, it's great. You're making love every day. You're talking to each other. I love you. I miss you. Oh, my God. I miss you. It's been one minute. Are you in the elevator? Are you in the car? What are you doing? You getting your nails done? Whatever, you know, whatever. But, you know, as time progressed, <laughs> that's not the case, right? So... I just, I just, I'm focusing on me and developing companies, you know, being an outstanding father. And as women drift through my life, you know, I deal with it as they come. Makes sense? Because I've never met every woman on the planet. So you never know. I may meet a woman that may change the way I think. I doubt it about marriage. If I do get married, I'm definitely going to have a prenup and a postnup. No dummy here. But uh, right now, that is not my goal. It's not my focus at all. Right now, it's just building companies and helping people make their money and to educate the world. That is my mission. Okay, see, million-dollar question. What if you meet a woman and you both make millions, but she makes more than you? What's your next move? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I would ever meet a woman that I would date that would make more money than me, for one. Because typically, if a woman makes more than a million dollars a month, then she's an alpha woman. I want to be with an alpha. I do not. Just don't want an alpha woman. I don't want a woman like me at all. And I would never date a woman that makes more money than me because you just shouldn't do that. I don't think a man should date a woman that makes more than him. And I don't think a woman should date a man that makes less than her. It's just my philosophy. You don't have to believe it, whatever. Um, and the reason why I say that because I don't think people realize how powerful money is. And when you have money, um, you know, when, when, when things are good, it's good. But when things are not good, you know, whoever has the most money has the power. And if your woman has more money than you, she has the fucking power. It, it is what it is. So when you have an argument, and one thing about women, they know how to cut to the bone, man. They know how to say exactly what to say to bring you down to your knees. And if she has more money than you, are you kidding me? She's going to say everything she very wanted to say to you. Pissed her off. You piss her off to the point that you really get under her skin. She's going to say something that's going to gonna break you down a bit you know it's gonna uh, reveal your insecurities you know, so what i would say is um don't men don't date women that make more than you right you should make more money than women and women do not date men that make less than you and listen if you want to go out there and do it go ahead and do it whatever do what you got to do and don't give me examples of other people in rap stars well, what about that person? They're a rapper. I mean, whatever. Could go ahead. Uh, he posted like four times. Who, Bryce? I didn't see Bryce's question here. Hold on. Hey, Ruby, how are you? Folks, are you getting value here tonight? Based on your opinion, do you think Kylie Jenner is an alpha female? No. Absolutely not. I don't, she's not an alpha. She has a good mama. Mama's smart. I'm not saying that Kylie Jenner is not smart, but 
her mother's very smart. Chris Jenner, I mean, she's, and this may be just speculation, but I mean, she is definitely the reason why all these girls are getting paid as they're getting paid. The woman is smart, Chris Jenner. No, I don't think she's a um, alpha at all. And I've never met Kylie, but I, I, I just know she is not an alpha girl. She is not an alpha woman at all. Okay, and actually, her personality is the type of woman I would date. I mean, I don't know about the look. The look is not really my deal. You know, I just too much artificial. It's just like ugh, a too much for me. But like her personality, and I don't even know. I just know it from the, you know, when I see her on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. But or when you see her on that show, but um, but she has a very she's got one of those personalities that what I call is a yellow. Um. And I'll talk about that later on in the rant. The secret's not looking for somebody to grow older with, but to stay a child with. I don't know what that even means, my man. Questions for me? Let me see here. Um, Bryce, I didn't see your question here. Oh, here it is. How important is it to build up your mindset before you get the money? Very important, Bryce. Listen, you're not going to earn beyond what you believe that you can earn. Does that make sense? Like you're not going to earn based on what you believe that you will be able to earn, which is you got to work on yourself daily. Okay. It's all about your belief. It's the belief. West, don't laugh at me. I have heard this from plenty of people. Is Curry a robot? Who is Curry? Steph Curry? I don't watch basketball, so I don't know. I don't follow basketball. No time. So have a vision then. Now you should have a vision of what you want, of course. Kenya, Africa. And everyone is running to America for greener pastures. Does background determine one's success? No. Like my background was poverty and averageness. My parents never made more than twenty thousand a year, right? So obviously, my background um, just because I had a interesting background didn't mean I was going to live out that background and become a degenerate or, you know, end up broke and average like most people, okay? How do you first start your business or LLC? After, a million, after I made a million dollars, I just mailed with an accountant and I just got an LLC. I mean, it's about, what, three $600, I believe, if you get an accountant to do it, but you can do it yourself on LegalZone, honestly, but. Uh, when you're rich, you don't you just get lazy. You don't want to do nothing for yourself. <laughs> What's next here? Folks getting value. We're two hours in. I mean, no, we're hour and 30 minutes in. Any more questions for me? You see what I'm doing here? I'm willing to stay longer just for you. Remember, Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast. You can search on Google.com. You can get access to all these rants. They're available. If you ever want access to my course, type in thegeniescript.com. I'll search it in Google, grab the course. I can teach anybody how to manifest their dreams 
with ease as long as you listen and you apply the information that you hear in the course okay Wes, what decisions dictated you in going to the military oh that's easy i was trying to get out of my father's home honestly like i couldn't stand it there you know if you want the truth it was my way out and plus my father recommended that i go to the military at first i didn't want to go but then i said screw it man i gotta get the hell out of here because i just hated it i hate living at home it's just the truth right uh and the reason why i hated it because i was always in a subservient position my father was the type of one of the men that didn't let you talk he didn't let you explain yourself it was just his way of the highway right so military was more uh not really a choice uh it was just a cry for help <laughs> it, it was like i gotta I, I need a solution to get out of here right so just chose the military to do that thank you corinna love you so much she said i just joined the genie the genie script and she's feeling the power okay Thank you for all the value you bring. You have changed my changed my mindset around money forever. Your content is gold. I'm creating my own product to promote on ClickBank. Man, much love, Wiley. I expect that you'll do very well. Your childhood was is what drives you. Okay. All right. Any more questions before I let you go? Do you have childhood trauma you had to heal first? Good question. You know, I wouldn't say I had to heal from anything. I mean, listen, I wouldn't say my childhood was, um, you know, the best or just, it, it was interesting. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if I think about my childhood, it's just like, uh, I'll say this. If I had to go back, I wouldn't want to go back. <laughs> You know, some people are like, man, I wish I could be the kid. I don't want to be a kid again, ever. Right? I just don't want to be there. I just, I didn't like it. Right? Because uh, my household was just too strict. I mean, you know, we got whoopings all the time. You know, beatings with the belts. It just wasn't a good experience. And I'm not saying, listen, my parents are great parents, right? But it just, oh, God, it was just, too, just too much, just anger, honestly, with my father. And I get it, you know, I'm not blaming my father. It's because of how he was raised. My mom, now, she was a sweetheart. That was the balance between my father and my mother. My mom was a sweetheart. My dad was just like this drill sergeant man, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I wouldn't really call it trauma, though. I didn't, really, I didn't have any trauma. Like, I didn't get sexually abused. I didn't get... Um, physically abused except from getting whoopings like i got beat the hell out of with the belt but uh other than that i mean my parents they didn't drink they didn't curse and they went to church so i wouldn't say i had any trauma man i had a you know i had i guess a typical you know family life just it was just like i couldn't do it we couldn't do anything like me and my brother we can't really experience life like couldn't really go to the movies, couldn't hang out with friends, only go to our friends' house to play basketball, but we couldn't, like, do the things that most, I guess, teenagers are doing now. Like, just the freedom. Like, my my kids, they have a lot of freedom, right? 
and do whatever they want. I trust them, right? Because we have conversations, but I don't hold them back from doing things. But us, oh man, we couldn't do nothing, man. It's a prison, man. But you know, I, I can't complain because obviously the parenting style that my dad or my father put forward gave me the resilience and the formidable and the fortitude to become rich, right? Because you got to be strong and you got to be tough as nails. And it's one thing about my father, he's very tough as nails. He's tough. I mean, honestly, it is what it is. You can say anything about my dad, but he's tough, okay? Like mentally tough, insanely. So that I assimilated from him, right? So I'm very mentally tough, very stubborn and dogmatic about my ways. And, you know, my dad, he has charisma. He's a very charismatic man. I think at one day in his time, he was a ladies' man. I'm not saying I'm a ladies' man. I am not. I'm just a man. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So well, I wouldn't say I have any trauma, though. Uh -huh. Do you think that strictness helped you in business now? Sounds like it. Absolutely. I, I would agree. You know, let me tell you why. Because I hated, and this is the reason why, like I told you guys the other night, that I can't deal with a woman that raised her voice. I mean, like, no woman, you cannot raise your voice at me, honestly. Like, uh, especially if I'm dating you exclusively, I'm with you. You know, you don't raise your voice at me. Because that's how my father was. You know, he was always putting me in this very subservient position, screaming, raising the force this way or the highway. What did you do? Why? Did, I mean, it was just always like that, right? I hated it. You know, you just hate it. You know, when you go as a kid, and you know when your parents piss you off, and you go in your room, and you're like, "Wait till I get older, man. When I get older, I'm gonna beat the shit out of them." <laughs> right? I think we have all done that as children. So, yeah, I hated it, man. And I think that's the reason why. I had issues with authority, even in the army, because I got kicked out of the army, by the way. I got discharged. And at jobs, I just couldn't, I didn't want to listen to people. I didn't want people to tell me what to do. I hated that. But I think that it was a contribution to my life because, like, I had no choice to be an entrepreneur. Because obviously, if I wasn't going to listen to people, then I couldn't have a job. I couldn't keep a job. Never had a job more than two years of my life. So... Um, that probably benefited me. I'm pretty sure it did. Oh, absolutely, Corinne. I mean, Corinne. Okay. What's next? Um, do you think that, oh, yeah. So that was a good question there, um, Corinne. Hey, Marion, how are you? <laughs> that was the trauma. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't say I had trauma, man. I can't say that, man, because people are actually experiencing real trauma, you know, when they were young. I mean, some insane. I've heard insane stories. So, uh, I mean, I didn't like it. You know, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't like a traumatic experience that just hunts me every day of my life type stuff. Um, you know, I'm over it. You know, whatever took place in my childhood, I'm over it. My parents did the best job that they can do based off the resources and tools they had, man, you know? And many parents, they're only repeating the generation that was before them, right? And many of us, we're in this generational curse. But it's up for you as the parent to change that. And that's what I did with my children. Um, I just made, in my opinion, better decisions for my children as it relates to the way that I was raised. 
Okay. And not just crediting my parents. I mean, it's supposed to be that way, right? Every generation should get better. Like my children will raise their children better than how I raise my children. Right. I mean, that's what you want for your children, right? For them to do a better job than you, because they are a reflection based off of your parenting. Make sense? Wes, what were your thoughts like when you were talking or thinking of giving up? Uh, Wes, what were your thoughts like when you were thinking of giving up? Uh, I don't think I ever thought about giving up, honestly. I mean, if I had a thought, I mean, nah, I can't really say I just thought I was going to give up. I mean, it was impossible to give up, honestly. I mean, I did pause since maybe take a break. <sighs> But I just had to figure it out. You know, I had to um, discover the solution. How does sexual transmutation relate to success? Yeah, sexual transmutation is, and the word transmute means to take something, our desire, our energy, and to transfer it, transfer it in a different direction, such as sex. Like, I'm sure all of us like sex. I know some of you are virgins. That's good, right? But some of you, you know, you adore sex. You lust for you need it. Like, you just need it. Some of you men are like this, a lot of you. But um, you're able to, you know, intelligent men can take that energy of desire for a woman and they can transition that energy to something else, like your business. Because, listen, you know, um, an obsession, like men, an obsession for women. I mean, it takes energy. You, know, you you feel it all in your body, right? You feel it everywhere, right? You know, your desire and lust for them, right? It just consumes our mind and our entire body. And but that's energy, and that's focus. By the way, that's focus, man. <laughs> you know, you see a woman. You're walking down the street. You see a woman that you like. I mean, you're totally focused on this woman. You're looking at her, you're thinking about her, you're thinking about what you want to do with her, you're thinking about how you want to be with her, and you're thinking about how she smells. And you, I mean, you're imagining this shit, right? And you are like immersed in the experience. So imagine if you were immersed with that same type of energy towards your goals and dreams. And that's what I did. And that's exactly what I did. <clears throat> oh, I love how you remind us in the script to change the inner script. Thank you, Curran. Thank you. How old was you when you made your first million? 35. Go deeper, Wes. What would you like me to go deeper on? What service did you provide to make your first million? I wrote a book. It's called Fat Diminisher. An ebook. And I sold over 250,000 copies. Hey, Wes, what are your thoughts on marijuana? Oh, that's easy. Um, I don't, I don't recommend it. Marijuana. You know, listen, I don't know that much about the drug, okay? Like, I'm not a marijuana expert. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. But all I know is this, that the person, the average people that smoke marijuana or weed, they smoke it because 
they want to feel a certain type of way. Can we agree to that? Like they want to feel calm. They want to feel relaxed. Correct? And my philosophy is this. I can feel that way without weed, without smoking. And as a matter of fact, weed here in Texas is still illegal. I understand in some places it's illegal. I don't think it should be because weed, I don't care what you say, it impairs your judgment. And um, many places you can't get a job if you have weed in your system. So um, I get it. A lot of you will argue with me about weed. Oh, it's a plant. It's a plant. I mean, you know, <laughs> just because it's a plant, like cocaine comes from a plant as well. So you're going to take cocaine too because it's a plant. So uh, it's called the coca leaf, by the way. So marijuana, weed, um, it's not my forte. It never will be. As a matter of fact, I will never take drugs, ever, period. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't do none of that stuff. Because to me, it's only debilitating to the body. It doesn't make you better. You know, and I get it. You know, I, I, it's people argue me all day. You know, I get it. Rappers and artists. Oh, I'm more creative when I smoke weed. All I'm saying is this. I truly believe that we all have everything that is inside of us right here in this moment to create and to play our role in the world and do something fantastic. Okay? That's my belief. So marijuana, absolutely not. You should stop. It makes your breath stink. It makes your mouth look terrible. It's going to screw up your teeth. Right? I mean, it just screws up your mouth. It's just disgusting, honestly. Wes, do you think fitness plays a major role in your success? Strong body, strong mind? Um, Yeah. I mean, because I started to work out before I started to make money. So it's the same discipline. <sighs> that means no sex at all? No, no sex, Stefan. No. My God, you're like you guys are like a baby. You know when you give a baby a toy, you take it away? I want my toy back. You guys are like this for sex. And you're like, oh no, I need it, I need it, I need that sex, I need it. No, you don't. You don't think you do. You're just addicted to it. And I get it. You may say, Oh, that's a great addiction. Yeah, but it's only temporary. And it's nothing wrong with having sex, but Man, you need to be rich first. Have sex. I mean, be rich. You know, don't be out here and just bang a woman and be poor and broke because what if you have a, a, a illegitimate baby? You get, get a girl pregnant, now what? Now you, now you ruined your life because now you got to pay for her, the baby, and yourself. And you already couldn't afford yourself. Right? So it just makes life a little bit more difficult. So... You know, what's one year, folks? What's one year with no sex, man? Come on. One year. If I could promise you that if you were able to sustain or to um, abstain from sex for one year, and I promise you that you'll make a million dollars, would you do it? Of course you would. All right? It's just one year of your life. My God. Now listen, when you, when you tell a woman no, See, a lot of you just never had this opportunity to tell women. I'm talking about a beautiful woman. 
But you could tell the beautiful woman, no. You know she wants you. You know she likes you. And she wants to come over. And you say, not tonight. <laughs> how many, like how many men did, I'm talking about a woman that you want, that you desire, that you know the sex is going to be amazing. And you tell her, no, I'm busy. I'm working on something. Maybe next week. I'm telling you something. That woman has a new respect for you. And her desire has increased for you because the average man, unfortunately, is just fucking easy. And women know what I'm talking about. <laughs> women know what I'm talking about. Women women know that they got men just tied around their fingers. They're just so easy. Like any woman. Shouldn't even have to be a 10. It's going to be a 5. Go to a man, hey, you want to have sex? Boom, he, he does it. I mean, just like that. Man, the man could be married, kids, full-blown relationship, marriage, right? 20 years. Man, go to a club with a restaurant. A girl comes up to me and says, you know what, sir? I just want to know this very tragic. And I want to know tonight, can we just get a hotel and you can just do whatever you want to do to my body? I mean, any woman says it to a man, yes. The man would throw his entire life away. See how stupid men are? <laughs> It's insane, right? <clears throat> anyway, I mean, women have no problem abstaining from sex, you know, honestly. Uh, no, nah, Corinne, I don't think weed helps you at all. I just think people are just justify that it's just what they want to believe they just want to justify that weed is just uh a, a contributive force to their success or their artistry but nah nah i'm sorry um i cannot validate and justify weed if like i wouldn't tell my like think, think about it for a second would you tell your children to smoke weed like, if you believe that weed is fine, so why don't you tell your children to do it? You say, hey, you know, hey, boy, go get you a blunt. You acting, you acting up in school? Go get you a blunt. Go, go get you a blunt, girl. Like, even if you smoke weed, you wouldn't do it. And a lot of you people that smoke weed, even if you have children, you go outside and do it. Like, you don't even want your children to know you smoke weed. So if it's so if it's so right and it's fine, then why not your children do it? Yeah, hypocrites. <laughs> Contradict yourself, man. Be careful. And just call it what it is. You know, weed is not, it's not necessary. Because you go deeper about what you know about and how you view the collective unconscious and provide insightful examples. Uh, so the collective unconscious is, and to keep it very stupid simple, um, it's just the thing that every human being's experience. It's the thing that human beings experience, such as, if a parade happens, everybody's familiar with some type of parade, holidays, Christmas, right? This is just something that every human being is going to experience, right? So that's like the collective unconscious and everything that you've ever came in contact with, even the things that are outside of your awareness. That's the collective unconscious. That's all what it is, right? And it's just an archetype. Oh. Um, and this is from Carl Jung. <laughs> um, and the reason how that is useful is 
that you have to be very aware of where you put yourself or your environments. You know, I, I talked about this a lot. You know, your environment is, is very important to your sex or your failure or your failure. So just because you go to a party and your intentions are good, but just because you like you there, you may put yourself in a position that something may happen that just because you were there, you're caught up in the middle of it. You get exposed to something that you don't want to get exposed to. It's almost like watching TV or watching movies. Like you're absorbing all this content and what you don't realize is that that content is a part of your collective unconscious. So all these movie scenes and all these experiences that are obviously fictional, your brain doesn't think that. Your brain thinks it's real and it takes it as a real experience as well. Okay. What's next here? Wes, what about a drink here and there? Sure, if you want to have a drink here and there. Like me, I don't really drink. Uh, I mean, if I go out, I guess I may have a cocktail. But now I don't do cocktails anymore because it's too much sugar in it. So maybe a glass of wine. But it's just not a drinker, man. It's just not my thing, honestly. But masturbation instead of sex consume energy, or is it the same to sex? Nah, I think masturbation is fine. Um, and the reason why I say masturbation is fine because, like, if you if you choose not to, because listen, when you're dealing with man, when you're dealing with a woman, it's a lot of time, and it's a lot of emotions. So when you masturbating. It's kind of emotionless, right? You're probably looking at porn or whatever you're doing. And you just do what you got to do. You're done with it. Go back to work. Okay? Uh, with a woman, I mean, you make love to her. You're talking to her. You know, you're smelling her. You're feeling her. You want to lay with her. It's a lot of time. And now she's on your mind, right? Even when she leaves, you're thinking about her. Right? And even if you think you're not thinking about her, you are because she's a part of your collective unconscious, right? So it's just, what I'm saying is that desire for them, you can transmute that desire towards your dream and your goals. If you want to achieve your goals and dreams faster, don't have sex for one year. You know, a lot of you men ask me all the time, how do I achieve the goals faster? But don't have sex for one year. Just take one year out of your life and don't have any sex. What you'll learn is you have a lot of time on your hands because men spend a lot of time on a daily basis to seek out women all the time, workplace, club, happy hour, Tinder, Bumblebee, whatever, all these apps, Facebook, Instagram, men spend a lot of time outside their awareness, just seeking out women, man, driving, looking at a woman outside the car, always, man, looking at some woman and thinking about how he's going to conquer her. It's a lot of time. And a lot of you don't realize how much time a man that, you're utilizing just to pursue women. Are you looking at women? Are you wishing you can be with these women or finding ways to talk to these women or imagining this one? I mean, you're consuming a lot of your brain power for very feckless activities. Make sense? What if you're so hooked to porn, you think about porn? that you think about porn? What do you mean? So what if, but what's the question? 
I mean, you said, what if, uh, I don't understand the question. What is that a question there? Are you trying to get unhooked off a of born or? Wes, have you ever had any bad vices or addictions? Mm, I think. Any addictions? Listen, I'm not trying to be perfect here, but I don't think so. I don't. I don't have any addictions. Like I don't have anything that I just gotta have. Oh yeah, I do. I'm addicted to success <laughs> and making money. Yeah, that's. I have a problem with. Oh, I'm addicted to buying shoes. Absolutely. Like if you look at my three closets, it is shoes everywhere. So yeah, I do have a. That's my vice: shopping, buying random stuff on the internet. You know. <laughs> random shoes and clothes but I'm going to blame I'm going to pass the blame to my personal stylist he keeps sending me all these clothes and shoes and I just keep buying the stuff you are a workaholic I am mm. I don't watch it I did have an issue with it oh okay like after masturbating, do you, you still think about it the same way you would a woman? Oh, no. Not me. No, absolutely not. Uh, no, I mean, listen, if you're watching porn and you masturbate, after you ejaculate, like, who's thinking about the porn? I'm not thinking about the porn after that. But if you make love to a woman, right, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're thinking about her. Cause you're thinking about how that woman made you felt. You know, there's so many senses that you, know, you got to think about some. Listen, when you have an experience with a woman, as it relates to porn, if you want to compare that with porn, you can't smell the porn, right? You can't smell anything. You're looking something the visual, but with women, you can smell it, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can hear her, right? It's all five senses that are being activated with you with her. But porn is just one. You know, they're looking. It's just a visual. So it's just not that influential. It's not that impactful <coughs> like it is with a woman. Make sense? You are such an impressive person, Wes. God bless you. Well, thank you. Gracias. Abrigada. Let me see. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't have to hit, listen. After you, you know, watch porn, you ejaculate, you, you definitely escape all the emotions. I mean, I don't think you're even feeling much emotions. It's just all visual. With a woman, it's very different. I mean, you, we cannot compare porn to a woman. Like, we can't compare masturbating to porn and making love to a woman. Are you serious? It's night and day, my guy. <laughs> All right, what's next here? But good questions here. Okay. Wes is the new Napoleon Hill. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Napoleon Hill, he's in a category of his own. Great guy. Do you listen to Neva Goodart? Uh, not really. Ariella does, though. Uh, what's next here? 
Well, thank you, Stephen Spider. He said the revision of him, a better version. Thank you, my brother. I'm humbled. Wow. Wow. Dude, the other night I was compared to Tony Robbins. Tonight I'm com being compared to Napoleon Hill. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. What is the importance of having a vision board? Where to put it? Put it in your room. I have four vision boards, and I had all four in my room, in my bedroom. So when I would wake up, I would see it. When I would go to sleep, I would see it. I would see it all the time. Okay? I went three years, no sex. Had a lot of creativity, but I missed kissing, hugging, and touch so much. Look at Cora. <laughs> Look, even those words are triggers for men. When they see that Miss Kissing, Corin, somebody's going to be in your DMs tonight. <laughs> and, and I get it. And listen, you know, I'm a, women, you know, women don't have a problem with this. So sexual transmutation for women, you know, it's not a challenge for them. It's not too hard for them to do. And, um,. You know, for all my women that want to be successful and you want to do great things, I mean, you can, okay? You absolutely can, okay? And my advice to you is I would surround myself with people who are doing well. That's it. I don't think you necessarily have a problem with sex because women can get sex anytime they want. Even women that are unattractive, they can just get it because men are just dumb. You know, this is how it is. They just have sex with anyone, unfortunately. A lot of men, not all. Wes, as a man, how do you shut down from having sex? How do you shut down? What do you mean? Just don't do it. I mean, what do you mean? How you... Shut it down. You just decide not to do it. You just decide that your dreams and your goals and your achievements are more important. Like right now, I'm celibate. I'm not having sex with no woman at all, period. Even how hard they try to come over here. I'm telling you, they try, man. Women, and, you know, I deal with beautiful women. I don't I don't deal with just subpar women. I deal with very, you know, extremely attractive women. And I have extremely attractive women that, you know, I mean, they, they sneak it. They fight. I mean, you ever had an extremely attractive woman try to come see you? Because usually, you know, extremely attractive women, um, you know, I mean, they always got somebody that wants them, right? They always, somebody always in their DM, someone's always calling them. But imagine telling the very attractive woman that you are very attracted to. And you say, no, <laughs> no, I can't do it. And she wants to see you. She wants to see you at 2 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning, you know what I'm saying? And you tell her no. And the reason why I say no, it's not because I don't want these people. It's just what I'm doing is just more important to them. It's just more important. Like my goal, my personal goal right now, on what I'm doing right now with my company, this new supplement company, that's just my goal. I got, I'm going to be number one. And having sex with this woman is not going to make me number one with my product. Yeah, it may feel good in the moment, but... Uh, I'm not looking for a brief moment of feeling good. I want to work.
And I get it. You know, a lot of you men, you just don't understand that, man. I get it. You know, you just because see what men, the average man, the problem with him, even if he's working towards his goals and dreams, if he just feels bad and feels sad because it's not happening, you know, his go to is just women. You know, I'm like, man, I'm going to get somebody to come over here and make me feel good. <laughs> a lot of men use women like their appeal. You know, they get some medicine. Let me give me a can of something. You know, let me give me a. <laughs> Let me let me go through my text, man. Let me see who I can hit up. Let me hit up a couple and see who can come over right now. Right? And um, to me, that's just very devastating. Sad. That men are not able to have the, the self-control and the discipline to deal with his sadness or his pain or his rejection or even when something is not happening the way that he wants it. And able to find other ways to deal with that moment. Not just having casual sex with a woman. To make you feel better in the moment. You know. Uh, I don't think that's smart at all. And to me it's powerless. Yeah. So. Um, whoa. Almost 60 million baby. Let's go. Can everybody tag one person below please. You know. I've been on here for two hours. Um, let me see. How do you trivialize, trivialize money and at the same time have a strong desire to be rich? I mean, I wouldn't say money is trivial. I mean, money is very important, man. Extremely. Um, I think that you shouldn't put money on a pedestal as if you don't have it, you shouldn't feel emotionally sad about that. You shouldn't be like feel defeated. You have to learn to be neutral, to be a stoic when it comes to money. Money is just pieces of paper, man. It's just numbers. You do the right thing at the right time, you get money. You do the wrong thing at the wrong time, you don't get money, right? So money don't really care about how you feel. It doesn't really care. It's just pieces of paper, right? So it's more about doing the right thing at the right time. And to do that, you've got to have the right attitude. Because you have the wrong attitude, you'll never make money. So right, we can't say money is trivial. It's very important. It's necessary. But we have to realize that money uh, or the lack of money shouldn't change how we feel about our current reality about our world right we don't want to look at it in a cynical way because we're broke so because you're broke that means that you got to have a piss poor attitude now no okay you got to control money don't let money control you you control it which means you choose your emotions okay Wes have you ever got teased as a child and did I and did I play a part in your success now? Did you play a part? No. Did he get teased as a child? Of course I did. Oh, did it? You said, did it play a part? Uh, maybe. You know, the, the, that's a good question, by the way. Uh, maybe so, you know, because I was teased as a child. I was kind of like the odd duck, right? Um, just very timid, shy. And, you know, maybe success was my revenge, man. 
<laughs> my revenge to the world. All right. Uh, but I don't know if I was seeking any revenge. I just wanted to win. I mean, I've been like this when I was little. I just wanted to win. Anything I would do, I wanted to win all the time. And I did. I wanted to be significant. I wanted to be important. And that's why I started working out. Because first, I wanted to be significant and important to women. And I understand to do that, I need to work out. Because women like men with nice bodies. They like men that work out. They look good. I mean, so I said, let me change the way I look first. Let me work on that so I can be more significant on the planet. And I think we all looking and searching for, for significance in some way. Like everybody wants to be important to somebody or to something or to something, right? Everybody. So we do, we, that's why we do what we do because we do have a need of feeling important or significant on the planet. And um, yeah, me beginning to work out started to um, birth my significance. Uh, hey, Wes, can you be celibate and masturbate once in a while? And does masturbation break your celibacy? No, you can masturbate. Like, listen, when I was celibate, when I didn't have any sex, I, I did masturbate. I'm not going to lie to you. I did masturbate. So what? Right? Not a big deal. Like I said, there's no emotional connection there. It's no, it's like no, I mean, it's completely different. It's a it's 90 day when we did it with women, man. Come on. Women and masturbation, very different. I mean, they get porn, boom, you do what you got to do. You get back to work. But a woman is totally different. You know, like I said, all your, all your five senses are being engaged, man. And it's just more about that woman consuming your mind because women's going to do things to you that you can't do with your hand, right? You can only do so much with your hand, right? But women can do things with her mouth. She can do things with her body. She can do all kinds of things, right? Which start to... Uh, play with your imagination. And when you're thinking about that, you're not thinking about work. Are you? Of course not. Wes should make the second part of the movie Legend. What's, I don't know if I ever watched that movie. P-Valley. Well, we got P-Valley on there? Hold up. Did I just see P-Valley? That show was funny. Oh, no, I didn't see it. I thought it was P-Valley. <laughs> Sorry for the personal question. How often do you have sex? No, it's not personal. So, in the beginning with a woman that I meet for the first time, if it's new, um, we have sex quite a bit. It's a lot, insanely. Uh, like my last situation. Man, we had sex a lot. I mean, a lot. A lot. In the beginning, it was insane. But as months and years go by, you know, you don't want to have sex all the time, right? Because you, you just get tired, honestly. Uh, only men know that have a ton of sex all the time. Like, you just eventually get tired, man. You're just like, oh, I need a break. You know, I need to rest. Or I just don't want it all the time. And sometimes women just think that men that don't want it all of a sudden, that means they're not attracted to you. No, it has nothing to do with it. And we still attracted to you, but we just, um, you know, we just want to relax sometimes. We don't want to have sex. 
And I know a lot of a lot of men, unfortunately, don't feel this way because a lot of men don't get the sex that they require that they want. But uh, I mean, I can. I'm not trying. Listen, I'm not. I'm not bragging, but I can get it anytime I want. I mean, I, I just can't. You know, anytime it's really not that difficult for me. It's just, yeah, it's really easy. So, but I don't. I don't want to have sex every every day. You know, I somebody that always sex every day. I, I don't. Not maybe in the beginning, okay, because it's new, right? But like every day, like I gotta work, honestly. You know what I realized when, um, you know when I'm having so much sex like this, like it's a ton of it. <laughs> it's just like I can't even work. I mean, you really can't because I mean, you're just thinking about her all the time. You want to be with her all the. But man, like me, I need to. I gotta isolate myself. I gotta work, so I gotta pull myself away from these women, or, or the woman, right? And I need to work. So now nah, I don't need sex every day, honestly, not at all. How how many days a week do you work out, Wes? Well, like this week, it's five days, and yesterday I did Pilates and I worked out, and the day before I did Pilates and worked out. So I did Pilates twice this week. And I worked out every day. But I usually only do Pilates once a week. How often can we watch movies? Never. Honestly. Don't watch movies for what? Um, let me see here. What do you think about being a parent? I'm 34. No kids. Always thought I had kids. Not now not sure i feel i have to choose success or for family what's your take on that i agree you didn't have a choice for it and this is tough for women because you know women just have this whew. women i love women but you know women truly believe they can have it all you know if we're going to be very honest here tonight women believe that they can have a super attractive, rich man that's loyal all the time. And listen, you know, it it sounds good, doesn't it? Um, but that's not the reality. Women believe that they can have a family and be super successful all at the same time. Listen, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not highly likely. What I'm saying is you have to give one, the energy first. Like, if you're going to be successful in business, you need to be successful in business first. Then you focus on the family or children. But something is going to lack the focus. Like, if you're going to be a family woman, be that. All right? Because you got to choose which one you're going to be because, you know, running the company is not easy. You know, and then most companies don't even make a million dollars, first of all. You know, we're not talking about ten, twenty thousand, thirty thousand more, which is just enough money as well. But I mean, if you're trying to make millions, that's just a whole nother ball game. I mean, it just it is what it is. And it takes a lot of focus, a lot of energy, which means that you're not gonna give as much energy towards your family if you focus on the business or the company. So yeah, Corey, you need to choose one. If you want a family, great. Build a family, find you a phenomenal man, and live your life. If you want to be successful, you got to sacrifice the family. Because trying to do both, you know, like I said, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I haven't met anybody that did it. 
I haven't met anyone that's just pursuing a relationship, a woman that's pursuing a relationship with a man and trying to get rich in the process. You know, women that I know that are successful, they did it by themselves, honestly. They did it first. Now, they're out there looking for the man. Okay. All right, folks, I guess that's it. Um, let's see. Wes, how can we get rid of negative thoughts while meditating? You don't need to get rid of negative thoughts while meditating. You focus on the breathing. But in thinking original, Napoleon Hill talks about love, sex, romance. That's the one to the status of a genius. Your take on that. But in what context is he saying that in? Like, what's the context? Uh, I'm pretty sure Napoleon Hill is not telling you to have sex and love and have romantic. And think of, you have to really think about something. That's a different generation, man. Like Napoleon Hill, what was that? 1800s? I don't know, 1900s? Like, that's like 50, 60, 70 years ago. It's a new world, my God. Like, this is before... Like Napoleon Hill, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have social media. Shit, I don't even think we had the internet yet. Right? So you live in a different world. This is a world of distraction now. Right? That's the big problem. It's the world of distraction. It's so much distraction and it's so much easy access. Like to get access to a woman, to a man, is very easy. Go on the app right now. You go on the app right now in your bed. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Swipe a hundred times. Have a conversation. You could be over a woman's house in an hour. In Napoleon Hill's days, it's not that easy, right? You had to wait until you wake up in the morning and go out and meet people because you didn't have the internet. So, um, yeah. All right, much love, folks. Hey, I love you. Just want you to know that. I love you. I appreciate you. I got to let you go. I got to get to work. I'm working on copy, so I am... And I am deep. I'm doing what is called deep work. I'm going to black out this entire weekend. I'm not going to talk to anybody. Don't talk to me. Don't DM me. I'm not going to answer you. I'm just letting you know in advance because I'm busy and I'm working deeply on copy right now. All right, when, you're writing, when you're writing copy, man, it takes a ton of focus. And my numbers for this product as it relates to Fat Diminisher is going to be Four times as much. We're going to do $100 million. No, I'm going to show you proof. Don't worry. You'll see it happen. But much love. Thank you for the tags. Thank you for the likes. Listen and watch this again. I do this for you. Love you. Much love. This is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin.